Hi, we're recording. Oh, are you going to intro us? Yep. Ready? And here we are. Do you want to check this to make sure I hit record and it's... Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. All right. Hi, Jim. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So I thought that we... To what? Welcome to what? Your turn. I thought that we could... Yeah, it is my turn. I wanted to... uh, I thought I wanted to talk about a little bit of a heavier topic today. Oh, boy. I wanted to sit in my comfort zone. Are you ready? Well, I haven't... Are you not going to intro us? I'm going to intro us. Oh, yep. Welcome to NAFAM, the podcast. NAFAM. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about a, a little bit of a heavier topic today. Maybe. Maybe it's not going to be heavy, but maybe it could be. Okay. Um, but I also want to just sort of put a disclaimer out there that I haven't really put a lot of thought into this. So my thoughts about this aren't necessarily entirely wrapped up in a pretty little box. Just kind of like speaking freely. This is a little bit of a free form session then. Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah. as I mean, the ideas pop up or thoughts pop up, you, you, yes. you just want to. Which really has been, at which, uh, which full disclosure has been every session. But I guess because it's a heavy topic, I guess I just kind of wanted to like reinforce that. But the topic is divorce. Yikes. The D word. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we both. Uh, We've both been there. You know. We wouldn't be here if we weren't having been there, That's right. right. That's right. I think we both have something to say about that or at least contribute to that conversation, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a controversial topic, but we... So I mean, what, what what do you... It's been uh, a significant part of each of our lives. Yeah. What is your thought process around this? You, this is a big topic and to bring it up, like, do you have a, a direction or a starting point, a launch pad that you want to kind of... I don't know. I think I just kind of wanted to like some like spitball. Is that, that is that an appropriate use of that term? Spitball yeah. with you about divorce? Okay. Openly? Yeah. With the world? Or not? Depending sure. on who listens, with our kids, whoever well, listens to this us. one day, yeah, <laughs> with the, our, maybe the future world with, of the leg- our, with our legacy, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I've been divorced. You've been divorced. Yep. We both have come to this situation from very different perspectives because I, I was an initiator of my divorce, and you were not an initiator of your divorce. Yeah, so we've I, we've talked about that before because I don't necessarily. I don't always think that there's a big differentiation between initiator and the, you know, the person who left and the person who was left mm-hmm. in a lot of situations because I've I've stated before, I've told you before. I mean, my thoughts on that were I was just as much a part of that as, you know, the other person. So yeah. I, I don't think it's just, it can be, but I don't think it's it's necessarily a black and white situation. A hundred percent. I think that when you sort of get on the other side of that experience, you can zoom out and see that. But sometimes when you're in the throes of it, well, maybe almost always when you're in the throes of it, it's difficult to like sort of sparse that out. You know, it just sort of feels like somebody's to blame. And I feel like I have 
journeyed with a lot of people that have gone through divorce and I've gone through my own and I've sort of observed that that sort of through line is like, okay, in the beginning, there's a need to blame somebody. There's a need for the others to blame somebody. And that's just kind of, it is what it is. But objectively, it also, like, that's, that's what happens. That is what happens. Wouldn't yeah. you say? Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think sometimes the outward appearance of, you know, who initiated, who just just the whole dynamic between it because i carried i think just as much guilt and shame for going through the process and getting divorced as even though i didn't initiate but i could also look back and say i may not have initiated but i was and i was a uh, willing participant and so therefore yeah y- you know inaction is no different than action yeah. I mean, I always tell people like it takes two, at least two people to get a relationship where it is, whether yeah. it's a marital relationship, like any relationship you're in, it took two energies to get the energy where it's at. Whether there's self-awareness over there or relationship awareness there, that's another story, but it that's just sort of like an objective truth. Yeah. And I think that going through the experience and I know everyone's experience in this is going to be wildly different because it is such a I mean it's there are people that are truly left and screwed over and Mm -hmm. you know ultimately victims of the situation Mm -hmm. and then there are plenty of situations where I think more in line with you and me where it's okay there was a lack of connection yeah and you know the growth was not occurring the same within the relationship between you know me and my ex or you and your ex. And Mm -hmm. it was just a, it was something that just happened and the relationship broke down. And so, you know, I don't want to take away from those people that have truly suffered abuse, have been victims and gone through. That's a totally different situation than I think what happens in most instances. Absolutely. So we can only speak from our respective experiences and we can't even speak for our are the partners in our previous relationships. Like and I would I, never I can, try. Yeah, I would never, I can only speak from, from my experience and you can only speak from your experience. So I can say that up until I got divorced, I firmly believed that I would never be divorced. I was very much against divorce. I very much said that I was against divorce. I would also joke because I, I have a tendency to become my own hypocrite. So I would also say, well, now I'll probably be the one that gets divorced. You know, I, I, but I never really believed it. I mean, I truly was like, no, it's not happening. Yeah. I would never do this. I would never, I, I, I had believed that it would harm my children. I wouldn't put my children through that. And then sure enough, I found myself in the throes of telling my family that I was divorcing my husband. Yeah. And I was separated from my ex for two years before we actually got divorced and during that time, I definitely went back and forth, but mostly like, it's probably going to happen, but maybe not. But before that, I was in the exact same boat as you was like, no, of course, we're going to figure things out. And, you know, but I didn't necessarily act on that to, yeah. you know, repair the situation. But yeah. yeah, it was same thing. It's like, yeah, that's, that's never, that's not it's very easy to believe it's not going to be your story. Yeah. And it's very easy in hindsight to Monday morning quarterback and be like, well, 
you know, maybe these things could have happened. But the reality is, is they didn't. Exactly. We both ended up divorced. So I guess I can... And happily remarried. I mean, it's, you know... Yeah, absolutely. And well, okay, so I actually... (laughs) I'm actually going to get some. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely happily remarried, but I just kind of want to get a little real, really raw and truthful about all of this. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is, there's not going to be any um, surprises here for you. I'm pretty honest about yeah, I'm how not, I feel. Yeah, th- there's nothing you could throw at me right now. I don't think that would be something I haven't heard before. The, I'm just, you know, the grass is not always greener. I'll right. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say that even going through the divorce... It was a, it was, for me, it was in a journey. When I, once I made the decision, I made the decision and I did not find myself in a situation where I had a lot of external support. And I felt like I sort of felt, and at the time I felt like I was in a position of like, okay, I completely understand why nobody is supporting me right now and questioning my motives, my judgment, whatever. So it made me, feel like I had to carry them through this which was really hard because there were times when I needed to be carried too and there what didn't seem that I had anyone to turn to me I had a couple friends here and there but I was truly alone through that process you felt like you were going through the process alone working on raising your kids with your ex I wanted to work very hard and make I I truly believe that I could make this a harmonious situation for my children which is a real dilemma because at the end of the day there was a lot of broken hearts and I get that so I was trying to be very mindful and caring of that and then at times frustrated because like okay everybody catch up to me like let's just make this can be good like please everybody just get on my page so that you know I was getting desperate I need I need I need the kids to know that we're all good with this like (laughs) which is not fair to anybody but that's where I was at yeah but you put a ton of effort into that and here we are you know 10 years later from you getting divorced you know we're going on this month our eighth year of marriage and this relationship and you've done an amazing job at uh, making sure that you work with you do co-parent very well. Thank you. I, I, I you know, thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, especially with your personality. You have a tough <laughs> personality sometimes, but it is your number one mission to make sure that you do the best job you can at, at co-parenting for your children. And it I shows. just want all the kids to feel like yeah. all the all the parents like I, d- I just don't want to get wrapped up in competition or jealousy or insecurity. I think it's because it's that's so. Stupid. I just think it's so stupid. I think it's the. I think it's. I oh, there's so many things about that I could say, but I I've just I've done I've tried so hard to be like, no, let's not do this. This is that's not helpful for anyone. Um. So yeah, I know, and I think that yeah, I mean certainly. I'm, let's be honest. Like my ex husband and I have not agreed on everything, and we do. We do argue when necessary. But you do it in a healthy way that is no different than within a marriage that you would argue and debate and contemplate something, a change, uh, whatever it is. And ultimately you compromise and you agree, you know, and you work well together. And I just think that that's something that it'd be very easy to harbor negative feelings, regardless of who's, it's nobody's fault that things happen, but to hold on to that and i just yeah. don't think that you guys do that well, no, and well and, and and truthfully we probably do but at the end of the day i think but you put the kids i first. think that we think just as just as if we were married i wouldn't 
I guess my approach has been has been like, guys, like your dad is your dad and he's amazing. You have the best dad you could possibly have. It was like kind of been kind of been my approach about it. Like and even if that doesn't always happen, if I don't play that out all the time, I guess my, my ultimate goal is I want my kids to know that they are where they're supposed to be and who they're supposed to be with, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So, of course, we screw up along the way so many times, but I'm lucky to be in a situation with him where, relatively speaking, we can go back and forth and be honest with each other when we're pissed off at each other. You guys have a respect for one another. Yeah, and and when we're pissed at each other, we let each other know we're pissed at each other. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so, but... Back to your original question, I mean, your original statement, I made a comment about the grass being greener. Mm -hmm. It has been hard, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. And I have had, you know, I feel like there's a little secret society of divorced, remarried people. Oh, my phone's going off. So I've had a few people here and there that will come up to me. It's almost like they know I'm a safe space. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, so... (laughs) There's, there's this a- is really hard. And I've had a couple people even say to me, I'm going to be honest with you, like, if I knew it was going to be this mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. maybe I never would have done it. I was going to say, there's a whole separate set of challenges that come along with a second relationship, a second marriage, especially with kids on both sides, mm-hmm. and that you cannot be prepared for. No. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine there being a perfect environment where you could walk in and just feel like, Oh, this is great. And with without feeling like there's all of this other weight that is piled on you. So even if within the relationship, which we've had our ups and downs, of course, you know, internally and externally with just the the so many layers um that you deal with, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody can prepare you for how different it is. They can't. You know, I just yeah, I just remember like when I was a new mom and I was pregnant with my first baby and I had I had, was working and all of the uh you know, the older women that I worked with would you know, they just got so excited and oh your belly and all the things and they would just be like, Just wait, just wait, you know, get your yeah. sleep now. They would say it and I'm like, Uh, you get so annoyed and then you have your first baby and then you're like, Holy fuck the sleep deprivation is a thing. Like I might like, it's like terrible. Um, it's the same thing I would say only well, worse. Yeah. I was, I was going, <laughs> well, I can't, worse. I can't speak to it from that standpoint. I mean, yes, even from a dad standpoint, <laughs> raising kids and going through that as babies. But I would say that even outside of marriage, if you're in a relationship I don't have a lot of experience in this area, so I'm not the one to talk about it. But you end a relationship and you start a new relationship and there's all of this excitement again about what that relationship brings. Mm -hmm. The difference here is that you're bringing so much more along with you Mm -hmm. to that party. So many, so many. Also, you're not just bringing your nervous system, you're bringing lots of nervous systems. Yeah, yeah. And so you are trying to balance so much more than just... And then you're entering a lot of nervous systems. Yes, yeah, and so when you enter it, there's this excitement, just like any new relationship, about, oh my God, I didn't know things could be this good. This is amazing. And then you start introducing those other aspects to the relationship, and then it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's it's yeah, it, it's that weight just 
stacks up so fast at that point. Yeah. And then like you look around and you're like, where are the people that I need to help me through this? Oh, they're not here. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm trying to think, I don't know, you know, my coworkers and, and friends at work and stuff and outside of work. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, I mean, I know a couple people that have gone through divorce and they're definitely not in the same place that we are, but I've had actually conversations with them. Again, it's like that you talk about that secret society, not that mm-hmm. it's a secret, but kind of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you and I share this thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you start that conversation up, you realize you're not alone and that this is not this is not uh, that different than mm-hmm. what a lot of people experience in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know too many people uh that have gone through it and that are similarly similarly situated. However, the ones mm-hmm. I do know, it's very much a very similar story. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I mean, as many people that have been divorced and remarried, I haven't met a lot of people that are in our situation where it felt like a really, truly stereotypical, like, Brady Bunch situation, other than the fact that, you know, our kids have other parents that are living and they go live with mm-hmm. 50% of the time, but... It's almost like it was like, oh, my kids are older. This person has younger kids or only one of the partners has kids. It, I just, it always, it never, it never, and, but I think, you know, that's the story for a lot of people. But I, I had a hard time encountering people with the exact same situation mm-hmm. that we were in. Yeah, it is, and I have to say, there are so many benefits to the, the situation we are in as yeah. far as our kids being the yeah. same age and you know, getting along and just that the way that they interact, they're, they are able to have a real relationship as and come together. It's not like, well, I don't, you know, grown kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you're never going to be my stepmom because I don't need a, I don't need a mom, you know, in that, in that role. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and you don't have kids. So mm-hmm. it just, Ours, it's like truly coming together as a second family. Yeah. 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 I think I've always been very, I've tried to been very like respectful of the roles. Like some people will be like, oh, well, bonus mom. I'm like, okay, fine. Whatever you need, whatever, whatever each individual family needs to do is totally fine for me. But I was just kind of like, yeah, no, I'm just, I am your stepmom. Like, let's just, let's call a spade a spade. Absolutely. Like, My point any to that previous was, negative yeah. connotations to that, like, <laughs> let's change them or not. I don't know. But like in your, and I would always tell my kids, like, yeah, this is your stepdad. And I made my ex, my ex-husband new. Like, I'm nobody's trying to replace you. Like, everybody is going to be held in these positions of regard where they belong and where they should be. Right? Yeah. And that, I think that situation where at least for us, somebody, somebody does try to step in and neither one of us have tried to do that. I mean, I think, I think mm-hmm. we've been very conscious of that mm-hmm. and at times to a fault mm-hmm. because we are, we are, we have established our own family. And when I say to a fault, because of course you aren't trying to be my kid's mom, I'm not trying to be your kid's dad, but sometimes taking on that role to step up to the plate and be another parent you know, you you walk on eggshells a little bit, and what is my role here? Yeah. Do I discipline? Do really, I do I you know? It gets really tricky. It gets really awkward, and it's a day to day situation. Yeah. And it's a lot of conversation that needs to be had around that. I to will be tell you that I've learned successful. that it only works when all the parents get along. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just the truth. And in, and for whatever reason, it doesn't, doesn't always happen. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to do the best you can. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to accept that it's not going to happen. So then you just, then you, that well, and then there's like usually like, I mean, it, that doesn't come easy. That reality doesn't come easy. But then once it comes, you're just like, okay, that's, so then this is, this is the reality of which I'm working with. So let's go from here. And also to try to like, you know, it's, it's tricky. You got to try, sort of maintain your own dignity at the same time. Well, that's what we talked about that before where, you know, I said, it's like when we're together, we can be a family, but when you're only a family 50% of the time, because that dynamic doesn't always exist the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not cohesive. It's a little disjointed. And so. Mm-hmm. And that, you're dealing with so many emotions. Like the kids yeah, are, like, you're just always wanting the kids to mesh and it's hard in a regular, uh, I'm sorry, I always say regular. It's so terrible. <laughs> it's hard enough in a nuclear family. Um, trying to manage all of that right when you're together a hundred percent of the time yeah and so every little what would normally be a ripple ends up getting kind of magnified yeah and then any effort to fix it gets Mm -hmm. magnified amplified magnified (laughs) exponentially yeah and so those are the things that again nobody and truly for somebody to understand that that hasn't gone through it that hasn't experienced it Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would understand it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it is it is one of those things, honestly, that if you if you haven't had the experience, being able to sit back and just listen and um, provide support yeah. is so critical. Yeah. Because you can't possibly step into those shoes and, and understand what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's probably just even hard to provide support when you don't understand. I think it's, I think a lot of people at times, like that's probably why the divorce rate is so high among second marriages or third or fourth, but beyond the first. Um, and yeah. And I think it's, I think a lot of people then going back to the original topic of today, divorce, I think it's, wouldn't be uncommon for people to regret getting divorced when they think about how difficult post-divorce can be, you know? Yeah. There's always going to be that comparison, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, I think the problem with it is the things you're comparing are not the same. You you are, if you're comparing apples to apples, I didn't have this issue in my first relationship, but mm-hmm. I have it now. Mm-hmm. But some of the things that you had as issues in your first relationship, you don't have now. But of course, it's so much easier to see the issues you have now because that's what's affecting you today. Yeah. And it's it's kind of amplified. I mean, it gets so complicated, too, because there's so many layers there when it comes to not sh- you, know, you don't have shared children. You like, you know, there, it, there's just there's so many um, anthropological things that come into play there mm-hmm. um that make a lot of sense so yeah yeah but i don't think that you know i just feel like there's a chance that divorce well maybe not actually what are we didn't even re- maybe this is where i say we're spitballing we didn't even like really look into the stats on this as far as divorce you know the divorce divorce rates skyrocketed for so many decades and i thought i read something recently that they've actually declined with the millennials and there is a lot of hmm. um 
the, this I, I feel so irresponsible even commenting on this, but I'll, again, I'm just spitballing here, but I feel like it was just kind of like maybe attributed to marrying later in life. There were so many maybe different factors that were, had come into play. Um, but I'd be just really curious about maybe how those trends go. Yeah, I guess if we would have prepared for that, that would have helped. But <laughs> because I think there's also a, a, a decent sized faction that has said they're not going to get married. And, yes. you know, they will remain in a, you know, committed yes. relationship. Yeah. How did you deal, going back to that idea of like going back to divorce, like, again, I told you that I was like hell bent on not getting divorced. Like it's mm-hmm. not happening. It's mm-hmm. just not an option for me ever. And then like, even when I started to entertain it, I even was like, there's no way in hell. Nope not doing it. I will suffer for the rest of my life if I have to. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, yeah, no, I'm getting divorced. So I don't know, like, do you remember like how you grappled with that reality? I mean, I think it's so hard. I grew up in a family. There's no divorce in my family. I, my parents had four children and I used to joke. I'm like, okay, the four of us are married. I'm the youngest. I'm like, the stats are that, you know, at least one to two of us will be divorced by the, by the end of this. And I would always tell my mom, it's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was the first to go through it. Um, it was rough, I think. It was rough on my family, understandably so. It was rough enough to even suggest it, let alone go through with it and then see the fallout on that the was, people around me. That was me. terrifying to me. Yeah. To have to say, hey, by the way, I'm getting divorced. Like that, that, which is yeah. ridiculous. I still remember. My, I still remember telling, feel... announcing it to my family. Like it was the worst. And, I, and it was family... worse than telling, I think, my husband than yeah. it was telling my family. I mean, and my family has been supportive of me. Um, they always were. But that also came with, you know, the element of, Really? Are you are you sure? Like, because I did go through There's that like, whole thing. Are you, they question your judgment. Like, yeah, and that, should you be like, hospitalized? Do, do you know what this? Re- <laughs> do you know what this really means? What is that going to do to the kids? Yep. Have you thought th- like? Yes. You you exhausted <laughs> all you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think that that pro- you you mentioned um, going back and forth about that, and I think that I mean I'm sure it happens with most people, but I was at a point where. I do think ultimately left to my own devices that I probably would have suffered through and trudged through for a period of time. I don't, I, I, I'm, I think I would have gotten to a point where it would have been like, okay, yeah, this isn't for me, but you're, I'm not like you. And so I'm curious as to how long would I have stayed because I don't I, think I worked to make it better. Yeah. One thing that I want to comment on about all of this is that, just to back up a little bit about announcing to family, is like that same thing. I feel like with some family members, probably some of the most important family members, and I don't know if you felt the same way, but it was like, again, like you just said, are you sure? Do you know what this means? Like it just became this like thing of suspicion. Like it was almost like, they almost like were like didn't trust my parenting or something like mm-hmm. it was just like 
oh, yeah, like she's not going to make the best decisions for her kids right now. So we have to. So just it just it. You know what? There was this unspoken energy that existed between me and my important family members. And that was not cool. And I will tell you, if my kids ever go through divorce, I will like I will I am like hell bent. Like I am not allowing that to happen. Like because that's how divorce divorce is successful when you just surround each other and uplift each other with support and you're like, you know what? Yeah. We're doing this. We're all doing this together. Like all of the all of the parents, all yeah, of the doesn't... grandparents, all of the aunts and uncles, we do this together. We support each other. What can we do to make this work? And I am not blaming anyone. I think this is a lot of like societal and cultural norms because relatively speaking, my extended family was very supportive of all of us involved. But I do think we could have done a much better job instead of like a lot. There was a tone of like, is anybody watching out for the kids? Like became a tone that question is anybody watching Mm -hmm. out for the kids like that just layered everything and it's like how about we go for how about instead of asking that we say we are all watching out for the kids you know like let's switch the narrative there well and i think we have the benefit of having gone through the experience for what it is yeah and knowing that you know whether it's our kids or their spouses you know ex-spouses if that ever were to happen, mm-hmm. support goes both ways. Yes. And not blaming anybody. Yes. You know, obviously there's, yes. again, depending on the situation, but. And I understand that it gets know, tricky, but I would, and I, and I don't know, I'll, I'll find out I when I get that, in that situation, but, but I, I would th- like to try to mitigate that. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying. And I think that the transparency around that too is, I think there's a feeling of, okay, well we have to watch out for our own child, um, sibling whatever the case is but there shouldn't be secrecy around yeah, yeah, okay there's, a, there's, there's communication a, with yeah. the other person yeah. too because there are kids involved and so there's a mature that, way to handle just that, that transparency around yeah. the whole conversation so yeah. that it doesn't feel like you know oh you're going around and still talking to the like no go ahead you can still talk to that person yeah you know that's not what this is about and I'm not saying my family didn't do that. It just, but I think that at the same time, there's a, there's, there's, there's a, lot a discomfort of, around There's that. a lot of fucking eggshells. Yeah, that's what, that, exactly. And the eggshells are fucking bullshit. <laughs> right, right. Nobody wants to find out after the fact, oh, you've been talking to this person, you did this. Yeah. Well, just, even, just even in the way, say it. Like, even in the way you ask, like, yeah. uh, like, you mean, again, it's like, what, why are we doing eggshells? This but is, I, but I can understand <laughs> again where, you haven't gone through that experience. Mm-hmm. You don't, there's nobody is, nobody knows what that's supposed to look like. And I do think, mm-hmm. I mean, some people do, mm-hmm. but I think in general, I think some natural, people, I actually think some people do. I think some families some, do it really well. Yeah. And I want to give credit to them. I don't know how if they just have like this intuitive sense about them, but some families do it really well. Yeah. But again, that maybe that goes back to even us feeling that shame around or that guilt around telling them that we're getting divorced, you know, maybe in some families that doesn't even happen. It's just, I don't think, okay, I think you're right. You know? Yeah. And so I think that is a dynamic because there's such a, not stereotype, but there's, um, there's such a view around divorce still. Yeah. I think there's a thing, you know, we, I think we spend, I think that, we're all walking our own journey, right? But like, I know for me, I spend much of my life like 
you do all these things, you follow all of these steps, you do all of these rules, and this is the result. And then one day you're like, eh, I think I'm going to go do something else. And it's completely out of character. So people are like, what is going on with this person? But it's also like necessary. Like each one of us is going to enter a phase of our life at some point where we recognize that order and control doesn't always work. Yeah, I'm I'm going back to what you said earlier about not preparing, but looking at the stats now and how the stats seem to be declining. And I was thinking about that because if I go back to our parents' generation and their parents' generation, mm-hmm. so many people, you know, you got a job, you worked at one place mm-hmm. for your whole career. Absolutely. And you stayed there mm-hmm. and you had this routine mm-hmm. and, you know... You were married, and this is this is how this was supposed to go. Yeah. And so, what's interesting about that? Yeah, is that's that, why it was hard to me to leave my first job. I was like, "What? I'm supposed to stay here the rest of my life? No, I'm I have, still there. <laughs> I got employed by the state of Michigan. Like, come on." Yeah. But when you were saying that about millennials, um, if that research is true, or that is that it's de- you know the divorce rate's declining. Accurate, yeah. I just find that interesting because in other aspects, it's there's no loyalty. In a lot of ways to but, employers but and yes, other things I think, outside of. I, again, I think I, I'm so upset I don't have these articles pulled up. But I, I believe my that you are right about that. It's not only that they're marrying later, but they're also not or they're not marrying. You know, mm-hmm. that they're writing their own rules yeah. in more of a way. But And that's what I'm saying is so the, the allegiance and the commitment, if they are getting divorced less mm-hmm. in the relationship is one thing. But then mm-hmm. on the work side of it, they're saying, no, my, may, maybe it is that my allegiance is to my relationship and over here Mm -hmm. once I, you know, they're making that choice later in life and that's what they're recognizing is the most important thing. And the career, you know, or the, the particular job is secondary to that. And so I I don't know. I'm just saying that that's. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever that is. Yeah. I think that, I think it's funny because I do think that like, you know, being divorced and raising children has taught me so much about what really is going to raise a happy, healthy, well-rounded child. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. So let's be <laughs> honest about, that. We, about we, that. we don't, we don't, we don't do a lot of sugarcoating <laughs> with our kids. No. I mean, we are, we're pretty transparent and mm-hmm. they know who we are. They know, mm-hmm what our relationship looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I think that we're very open and I just hope that that allows them to be open and transparent and yeah, not feel like they have to fit in yeah. this box. I They absolutely are with us. Yeah. Our kids talk back to us all the time and like, you know, some, some people might see that as some disrespect. And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes it is like, sometimes sometimes I'm like, where did I go wrong? I cannot believe this is how I'm being treated right now. And maybe sometimes that's true. And I'll give you that. But at the end of the day, they are truly able to speak their mind in this house. Like even the most gentle, sweetest, compliant soul in this house has fucking read us the riot act, okay? <laughs> like, that's how it goes in this house. And 
I actually grew up in that kind of a household too. And at the time, I think that it was, you know, there may have been times where it was like, oh, why would you talk to your parents like that? Why would you do this? But I've thought about and actually even said to my parents a few times recently, like, if I, like, thank God for raising me in a household where I was free to speak my mind and have my own opinion and wasn't forced to worship you. you because also, I, you know, that there's nothing more freeing than that. Nothing can re- raise a more independent thinker, an original thinker than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you have a great deal of respect for your parents, and I just look at our kids. I do. At the end of the day, despite what has come out of my mouth towards them throughout my adolescence and childhood, yeah, I adore them, and all of their kids do. We adore my parents. But just, just today, my brother was saying, "We can we... Uh, do you think we could interview mom and dad and like get their life story? I mean, we're, we're, my brothers and I are fascinated with my parents. Absolutely. And they don't even ask for it. We just are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're fascinated, but you don't feel a sense of I'm trying to put that into words, but you, you don't feel like you owe them. No, and that might disappoint them, but I don't. And I and I don't I don't really want my kids to feel that way. I don't mean that in that a bad either. way. I just mean like I just you, you know, know, I want my again, I maybe going back to the other podcast. At the end of the day, like I just want my kids to know that I'm a genuine person. They can come to me with when, when yeah. they're and when they're when they're facing their hardest challenges in life. I was going to say we don't want our, we don't I know I don't and you don't want our kids to worship us by any means. We want them to respect us, but yeah. we want them to know that they can come to us with anything. They don't and, always and, respect us, which is fine. No, but yeah, but <laughs> especially in, at this age. But in general, I mean, yeah. we have we have a very good and open relationship with them yeah for the most part i mean i think i think it's relative considering all the dynamics that play out in this family of course but yeah absolutely overall some more than others yes yep. yeah. yeah yeah so we got a little off a little sidetrack there that was off the divorce topic but <laughs> uh-huh. i guess i'm talking i guess though to circle back the reason why I was sort of bringing up this topic of divorce and how it could be heavy is because I think it's such a big part of everybody's lives and I think it's important to talk about it. And I think it's important to talk about all things that are heavy, especially within a family unit and that everybody feels that they can talk about heavy things in a real way with their family. And so, yeah, it all sort of relates, you know? It does relate, and I I want to take it one step further, too, because we're talking about this from the divorce aspect, obviously, and I was just thinking back to the other people that I know that are not divorced and have families and stuff, and, you know, again, I know a couple that are pretty open about with their kids and things that happen and stuff, and then I feel like there's other ones that are very tight-lipped and don't talk about that stuff, yep. and I, you know, not that you need to spill everything it's in the telling, world but though. it's telling yeah i just think that there's the the relationships that i sense that the ones that are more open have mm. with their kids yeah it, it's the good and the bad yeah. they have a full relationship with them yes yes and i think so within any family whether it's divorce or whether it's a nuclear yeah. you know biological it, yeah it just is... well and you can't get everything from them like i mean like i can just speak for me and my two kids like 
certainly I'm not going to get everything from them all the time. And I don't expect to, you know, I mean, and, and a lot of times things come out with hindsight, you know, it's like, of I course. went through, by the way, I went through this problem. I didn't want to tell you about it at the time. Well, yeah, you know? we don't want to be our kids' best friends. Oh, no. So that's Def- not that's not, not what that looks like. It's, yeah. it's just a matter of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, eventually, hey, I can see something's going on here. Yes. And getting them to open up and yeah. really, you know, spill at that point. It yeah. doesn't mean in the Absolutely. moment they're going to sit there. Yeah, of no. course not. It doesn't mean, though, if I don't see that they're off, I'm not going to prod a little right. bit. And of then course. be like, that's fine. If you don't want to tell me now, just know I'm mm-hmm. here. But I can pick up on something. And I'm pr- I might be wrong, but I don't. so going back to the topic of divorce and the grass isn't always greener Mm -hmm. what i kind of jumped in on that because i can't imagine a life without you and when i met you it was like this whole second chance that just it wasn't a second chance it was like when you go through that process of getting divorced, my experience was you feel guilt around that. You feel shame. I failed at this thing. And, you know, what am I going to do now? And I might be by myself for the rest of my life. And I might not ever find anybody. So, okay, do I, you know, mm-hmm. how do I yeah. continue on? Yeah. And then I met you. And then it was like, oh, I can throw all of that out the window because I don't feel that at all. Like, this is what was supposed to happen. I'm supposed to be with you. Yeah. You are incredible. You're everything that I've wanted. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so for me, I've I've never looked back, but we've had our moments and we've had so many challenges. We will continue to have our challenges. So when you say the grass isn't always greener. Do you think, though, that like you and I have had this discussion, so this isn't the first time having it, but like I think and maybe we're going to disagree here. But I think there's a difference when you are not the one that initiated the divorce versus the one that did. Like, if it happened to you and it feels like this is terrible, this is awful, I might be alone forever. And then if even if in a world where you meet somebody and you're like, oh, never mind, I just met my dream girl. This is actually better. This is all worth it. Like, there's a like you don't have this weight of like a decision that was made. Like somebody did it to you. Whereas me, I'm like, no, I did it to somebody. And like what and I don't I I can't even speak for my ex's situation. I haven't even talked to him about this. I want to be care very careful about how I say this. But I will always wonder, did I ruin somebody's life? You know, like Mm -hmm. even if they move on and feel better and they do all these things, it's a real thing. And so, and, and I married into a difficult situation. I'm just going to be honest. So it's been hard for me. Are you my dream boy? 100. (laughs) Absolutely. But there is this thing that happens where you're like, oh, this is hard. You know, and people talk about, you know, life is hard and the grass isn't always greener and wherever Mm -hmm. you go, there you are. And I think we can both relate to this. We can say, oh, any problems I had in my previous relationship were because of that previous relationship. I'm going to go run away and I'm going to go chase my dreams or I was left, but now I'm going to go chase my dreams. Either way, there's like maybe this element of maybe that's not the right word, but that's what I'm the term. But I'm using that right now. There's this element of like. 
things are going to be better. It was my environment that was causing my problems before. And then wherever you go, there you are. You find, you maybe if it's not the same issues coming up in your new relationship, maybe there's new issues coming up in this new relationship, but it is still issues. The grass is not greener. So I think, I think what you're saying is, if I'm hearing you right, is that those issues that you might face in your first relationship, your first marriage, mm-hmm. that you get into the second marriage, mm-hmm. and ultimately in some way, it might not be the same way, but those same issues are probably going to surface to some degree. And they're probably they're probably going to be harder, to be honest, because there's... Right. there's, there's well, when, they, when they do surface, yeah. they are more difficult. And I like think for me, they were harder because I brought children to a relationship that I felt like I needed to protect. Mm-hmm. And so things multiplied on levels that I could never even put into words. But also when I talk about wherever you go, there you are. The interesting thing is the, the issues that I may have had in my first relationship, the complete opposite of the issues I have in my relationship with yeah. you. But either way, they're still reflect. Like I, people learn about themselves through the relationships, so they're still reflective of parts of me that I needed to work on. Well, and that was what I was going to say. Is for me, I think the issues I faced in my first relationship mm-hmm. are, for the most part, many of the same issues I'm facing in my second relationship, uh-huh. which was a huge. Ref, uh, point of reflection for me uh-huh. to look at that and say, "Oh shit, uh-huh. that th- those are my issues that I'm yeah. carrying with yeah. me that I'm bringing into this relationship." Which I can't speak for your ex, but I know that I like fucking held to you like a spotlight in your face every day. <laughs> yeah, but that's the only way we would be here today, is because of my personality and saying sweep it under the rug and make it go away and you're like no that doesn't work it didn't work before and like you said you don't know exactly but no i don't know but it's it's obvious from things that i've told you you're like yeah and i'm having the same i'm I know, having I a remember, similar experience i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna give a little i'm gonna give a little disclosure right now that i feel like it's safe to give but i remember when i would complain about things and you were like yeah um Actually, my ex-wife used to complain about that. I'm like, what? Like, why didn't you? This is useful information. Like, usually people give each other the cliff notes on situations. Why would I tell you what? Because I did that for you. Because I would do that for you. I would be like, by the way, this person said this and da da da, and this is the thing. And and I, that's what people do for each other. And in my, (laughs) and in my world, oh, as soon as you point it out, I'm not going to not be able to see it. Let me feel crazy for a good months on end. Like, oh yeah, uh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of danced around it a little bit, but no, and I think that, like I said, honestly, that's the only reason we're still here is because we do talk about this stuff, and it, we do go to therapy, and yeah. we do say, yeah, we have real fucking issues. So and- we've been, yeah, and we've been to, we you know what we've been to. You know, I'm a therapist myself, and I will tell my clients all the time. I'm like, look, you got to find a therapist that you click with, and even as a couples therapist, like. You're not every therapist is good, and even and maybe some therapists are good, but they're not good for you. Yeah, we. It's about we've a gone connection. To some that we're not good, and for that's what I tell them. Like, I've gone to, I go to couples therapy. I've, I have couples therapy shopped. Like, you need to do that. We have done. We have gone to some terrible couples therapists. Yeah. We've gone to a couple of mediocre couples therapists, and we've gone to an excellent couples therapist. Yeah. 
And that's who we've been with now yeah. for a couple of years. And you know what I find scary about that is to think about a couple that we have gone to that people that, you know, like you said, you're a therapist mm-hmm. and just in general, I mean, we're savvy enough within our own worlds on what things look like. Mm-hmm. I, it scares me to think that those therapists have seen other people and given them the <laughs> advice that they gave to us where that's we could look at each other and go, the world of therapy, Jim. The that's hell? the world of therapy. I mean, I'm, I mean, that seems crazy to me. It's and a real thing. You want to talk about damaging <laughs> to a relationship that yeah. can do more damage than, yeah. you know, than good by a long stretch. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of responsibility there. Yeah. And some of them don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I'm just glad that we recognized that early on with, you know, a couple of them and said, mm, this isn't for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, yeah. So what do you think? What do you think the uh, odds are that we will end up in a divorce? Well, I can't say that because I'm just going <laughs> to jinx it, whatever it is. But I'm going to say absolutely not. You're stuck with me. No, I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, I just had a little bit of, I thought I had a burp. But, um no, but I think that we joke, I, I I joke about that, but I'm like also candid. Like I'm at this point, I generally feel like, I, you know, some people will say that I'm negative and I will say, no, I'm a realist. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes I'm negative. A I negative waver, realist? I waver between realism and negative negativity. Positivity isn't necessarily my thing, but I would say that I would like to <laughs> identify as a realist. And I will be honest. I'm like, well, we'll see. <laughs> I have no desire to divorce you. I have no, I don't even see that in the cards. I just laugh about it because I also didn't see it in the cards in my I, first I was relationship. Say, how, how, can, <laughs> how can we sit here and say absolutely not when yeah. we both said it once before? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I don't think that highly of myself to, you know, be able to accurately. You Wait, know. <laughs> you better not. I'm only, only I can say that. You can't say that. Okay. Well, we're not going, we're not going to get divorced, but. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's a complicated topic. It is. And I, I, again, I'd go back to the fact that it still feels a little bit, I don't want to say taboo to talk about it, but just a little bit where you still have to carry that. Yeah, I'm divorced. And like, like, that's such bullshit. You know? Wait, say that again? Just, Just that feeling that there's... In this day and age where we are today, that you could walk into a situation and still feel maybe a little bit guilty for having to say that you are divorced mm-hmm. and that you've gone through that without any context or anything else, mm-hmm. just to have that feeling and mm-hmm. still carry, even if it's, Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't feel nearly like I did initially where you had to yeah. share that and it's like, oh, you know, there's this like, you feel it in your gut. Yeah. I don't have that, but it's yeah. still the like there's a little bit of like this hesitation around it, which is so stupid. Yeah. Because you know what, when you were just saying that, I was thinking about the fact that like I run into people professionally and even personally, actually probably mostly personally, if they're struggling with relationship issues, they'll like, look at me and they'll be like, what do you think? Am I, am I like doomed? Am I like, gonna like, what are the odds that this relationship isn't going to work? Like, should we be together? Like what's, and it, it always fascinates me. Cause I'm like, oh so you think there's a recipe to this like (laughs) you know like i guess i used to think that too i had i had again i had strong judgments around failed marriages and sometimes i forget that i used to think that way 
And so when somebody presents a question like that to me, I'm like, wait, what? Of course it's unknown. You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's so much that needs to fall that could fall into place or shouldn't fall into place or or whatever. But like, I can't tell you, you know, so anyways, it just and I guess I'm thinking about more about like friends that might say that to me. Yeah, and you know, obviously, there's so much research on this. Like John Gottman, oh yeah, has I mean, done so much certain, research on that. Yeah, but he it, actually says that he can predict divorce. But, but that's so specific, <laughs> and there's so many patterns that have to be observed and witnessed, and everything else. And you can see something in a relationship, right? But when so the, that's what I meant is that those when those yeah. questions come up to me, I feel what I'm hearing is like, "Am I broken? Is my relationship broken? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? Is this a curse?" And there, and it's. It's like, doesn't even need to be that, like, that's the story. That's the narrative. And I'm thinking, wait, no, it's nobody's fault. You know, and again, but you don't have these realizations until you go through something and sort of come out on the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like objectively, like, this is what's happening in the relationship. We could go this way or this way or this way. I mean, there's all these things that we could do to like neutralize what's happening Mm -hmm. um, or not, you know, (laughs) but... So can I, and maybe you don't want to talk about this now, but in professionally, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about when you deal with a couple that clearly isn't getting along and having issues in the relationship. I, I can't imagine having to sit there and can you just talk a little bit? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you handle that with a couple that's going through a difficult, whether it's a period in the relationship or just the relationship and you see no commonality between hmm. the individuals. I hate people that ask me questions like this, but I also think I want to answer this. I'm going to figure out how to answer this because I'll even have couples ask me this, like, so what's the deal? Like, what are the chances, you know, or like, what's your success? Like all these things. And it's like the magic. All I can say is this. The magic that unfolds and occurs within a session among therapists and clients and between a therapist and clients and then between the two respective clients, it's an unfolding process that occurs each session. So I can't even answer that for you. It's just this chemistry that occurs. There's conversations that happen. There's there's an energy that is exchanged that predicts whether or not things go one mm-hmm. way or another. That's all I can say. Like I, I always like I. It's so funny because I have like one of my best friends. She's always like, oh, I, I want you to give me. I want you to be. A, you know, I want. I forgot how she words it, but she's always like, I want you to put me on your couch. Like I want you to this. I want you to that. And like, even for my own kids, I'm I. There's, I can't do it, but there's something that happens and I'm sitting in my chair in my office and I have somebody on my couch. There's just like this dance that occurs. There's this exchange and it's just magic and I can't put it into words. So the question that you're asking me, I can't answer. But well, does that make gl- sense? Kind of does glad, that make I'm sense? I'm kind of glad you can't answer it because I'm thinking <laughs> that's an impossible position. And as a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, I know just from you and I talking, it's like, you're not going to tell somebody you should get divorced. Oh, I know. Or you I, should I, stay yeah. married. No, like, I tell people all the time. I'm like, I'm not, first of all, I'm never going to give you advice. I'm going to help you explore what's happening. We're going to do this together. I have some expertise. I have some knowledge. 
and I'm going to provide you my insights, but we're, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. I, I can't give you advice. These are your decisions. I can tell you what objectively I feel like is occurring. I can give you solutions and neutralize situations, but, and that's, you know, a whole thing that I can't get into here because that would require, you know, years and years of education. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not going to give you advice on what to do with your life. Yeah. Which our therapist that we see is obviously the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. And her goal is to get us to hear each other. That's what it's all about is, yes. you know, yes. okay, you guys are, you're both talking to each other and you're not hearing each other. Yeah. So I'm going to get you to hear each other. Mm-hmm. What you do with that after that is up to you, but mm-hmm. you know. Let's... And that's super deep and nuanced and like complex and like all, oh, yeah. all the things. <laughs> it is. But at the end of the day, it's as simple as like hear each other. <laughs> right. And do what you want with that information. Yeah. 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 Right, what else you got? Well, I don't know. Anything you wanted to say about divorce? I mean, I just, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, there's a lot, there, there's a lot to say about it. And I guess, I guess I just want to just with all things, I guess I just want to like speak honestly and opening, open, opening, openly about the difficulty of finding yourself in a position where you're going through a divorce and then the aftermath of that and then what follows from that. And, um, yeah. I think the only thing that I will say is no matter what you do, lead with your heart. Mm -hmm. Because I think that that's something that is so... um, Sometimes it's easy to forget. And we get concerned about what other people might think. We might concerned about mm-hmm. what something else might look like. Mm-hmm. And then we want to shut that down. Mm-hmm. But I think if you lead with your heart in most situations, you're going to come to the right outcome. A hundred percent. Sort of, you know, the theme of the, the through line, the thread that I want to bring up in almost every episode is that. And... I think with this topic, as with the other topics we've talked about, like some people aren't going to see your heart and that's hard. And you'll just have to kind of accept that. And like you said, not be concerned with whether or not another sees your heart. At some point, you just have to accept that they don't see it and retreat your energy from that relationship and lead forward with your heart yes and continue to lead forward with your heart and maybe one day they'll see it maybe they won't yeah yeah and i think that that doing that will get you might not get you where you want to be it will get you where you need to be it will get you where you need to be exactly (laughs) yeah oh that's a good note to end on all right All right. Love you. Love you too.